Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome back to episode five of the Deep Dive Podcast with Anthony and Justin. We've got a stacked episode for you guys today. Tons of NFL stories lined up, but also a decent amount of stories in the news that you guys, I'm sure, have heard about. Justin, you ready for this episode? Yeah. You excited? You know, it's uh, Deep Dive. <laughs> Let's <laughs> right get right into, into it, right? Absurd. So I think I want to start. I want to start with the NFC. Um, it's been an interesting year for many of the teams. I I feel like there's no clear cut favorite, but I think who who do you who do you have as your favorite to win right. the NFC East, so, uh, NFC in general? Um, right now? So my team to beat in the NFC right now. All right, even though they came off probably uh, one of the worst loss on um, prime time possibly is uh, the Buccaneers. Um, and here's why. I still think they're a top. Well, I think everyone can agree they're a top four team in the NFC right now. Um, I really think when it comes down to it, the Buccaneers are only going to get better. Tom Brady hasn't had all his weapons around him for the majority of the season until now. So there's going to be a lot of uh, catching up to do and everything like that with uh, him and his weapons. Uh, Tom Brady with Antonio Brown could be really... An ideal situation down there in Tampa. Um, uh, Antonio Brown is a guy who could light it up and create, make one big play that could change the whole entire outcome of a game. And I really like um, the Bucks' chances in the NFC. Also, when we're con- when we're considering other teams in N- in the NFC, if you look at the Green Bay Packers, um, they're a very inconsistent team who I think can lose to en- absolutely anyone, but they could beat anyone at the same time. They just have to be on their game. Their defense has to be on their game. And Aaron Rodgers needs to be in his MVP form in order for the Packers to be considered uh, a, uh, the top threat in the NFC. I just don't see that right now. Um, the New Orleans Saints, I know. Everyone's going to be like, oh, the Saints just destroyed the Bucks. They beat them earlier in the season. I don't care. I think the Saints, they, have, they can't even – they never – they choke every year in in the playoffs, and I don't think there's no reason why I should think that's gonna change this year. I it's just repetitive years, the same story. Oh my God, this is gonna be the year the Saints finally make it. They're gonna finally win the Super Bowl. Blah 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 blah. But every year they manage to choke, and I think that is the same case until they prove otherwise. I think the Buccaneers or that team, and also you can make cases for like the Seahawks, the Cardinals, but right now, those teams look are, are looking very shaky as of late. Coming both both those teams coming off of losses, really bad losses in my opinion, uh, of games that should be winnable for them. But I'm st- I'm sticking with the Buccaneers as my top pick. I said it last week that the Buccaneers are gonna go are gonna win the Super Bowl, and I have to stick with that. Uh, honestly, I agree with you about the Saints. However, I have to disagree with you about Tampa Bay. I don't see it happening. You know, this week, you can say whatever you want about, oh, they can recover, they can recover. But this week is one of those losses that it's going to be extremely difficult to recover from. The I, New Orleans, uh, hear me out, hear okay, me out. Because uh, they did not put up points. Literally, it was 38-3, to Justin. How are you going to tell me that a team who, okay, let me give me one second. I'm pulling up the score right here, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers didn't put up points until the fourth quarter. Yeah. Okay. Against 
an already shaky Saints defense. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, this team beat the Packers. But in my opinion right now, the best team in the NFC right now has to go to the Green Bay Packers. They got Devontae Adams back. They're getting Aaron Jones back right now. He yes. he looks really healthy. He looked healthy on sat on sorry, excuse me, on Thursday night. Good. I think this team with all of their weapons, with all of Aaron Rodgers' weapons, is gonna be unbeatable. And I think their defense is very underrated in my opinion. I think that they have a very strong defense that in all honesty is a force to be reckoned with as much as they let up a bunch of points against Tampa Bay. But you know what? I I just I think that Green Bay is the way to go right now. They they looked are they look pretty good. You know, 2 weeks ago they lost to Minnesota, which was just that was a messy loss. Because bad they could not control Dalvin Cook, but let's be real, no team can control Dalvin Cook, mm-hmm. right? Yep. I mean, he lit it. He has been lighting it up ever since he came back from that injury a couple of weeks ago, where he had, you know, it was minor, it was a strain, and they kept him off from the bye week, which I think was a great decision. Um, I think you know, looking at it now, I mean, the guy's lighting it up. He literally has won the past two games for them. He ran a seventy-yard touchdown in this week. Against, I, I believe it was the Lions, right? Yeah. And I just, I don't see a case. I, I think, I think this is another year for Aaron Rodgers where he goes all the way, when no, compared to back in two thousand whatever when he won it the first time. I just, I think that. No, they played the Forty ers on Thursday Night Football. No, I say two two weeks ago. I meant. Oh. Uh, I was God, talking. I was, was talking about Green Bay. I mean, I was talking about uh Minnesota uh, I'm sorry. this past week. Okay. Against the. I believe it was yeah pretty sure it was Minnesota yeah it was Minnesota versus Detroit I mean he, he Dalvin Cook lit lit the, that defense up no right now I don't see anyone stopping Dalvin Cook but the thing is there's the team around Dalvin is not good enough and it'll be interesting to see how they fare this weekend or this month this upcoming Monday on Monday Night Football against the Chicago Bears defense which has been pretty 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 strong against the run but i i don't see it happening i think dalvin has too much upside on going on the outside runs and i think he'll be able to torch that defense but i don't know i mean i right now in my opinion it has to go to the green bay packers i believe green bay is the strongest team in the nfc right now um i just don't think there's any other team that has the upside i think yes tampa bay has their games but this game this past weekend on Sunday Night Football is just unforgivable. I mean, you, even even the Giants could probably put more points up against that Saints defense. What? Dude. Against that Saints defense? Yes. Oh, well, let's consider that the Buccaneers did beat the Giants. Okay, so. but I'm saying still, the Giants definitely could put up the, more than three points. This isn't valid at the moment, but all right. Hear me out. So, you are 100% wrong when you say the Green Bay Packers are the top team in the NFC. How? Please tell me how. Because, honestly, there's no other team that looks better than them As right now in the NFC. I'm aware that the, that the Green Bay Packers got smoked by the Tampa Bay Buc- Buccaneers a that's few weeks That's one game. Ago. They got smoked this All right, past and weekend. And guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what you said. That's one game. And then you could say the same exact shit. About the Buccaneers and the Saints. It's one game. But they and have no, all these games no, where they're up and down. Can, no, bro. It's like, bro, no, hear me out. The Buccaneers are a team 
they have something that no other team in the NFC has, except for the Seahawks, maybe. They have players, playmakers. Who? who? No, who? stop! Who? The Buccaneers? Yeah. Who Antonio their Brown, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski, he, he had... Rob Gronkowski, Rob Gronkowski Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, Scotty Miller. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. This is probably the best... Mike rece- Evans? This is the best Mike fucking Evans. receiving court in the fucking league. Mike what Evans? the fuck are okay, you talking hear me about? Out, hear me out. Mike Evans, Leonard Fournette, and... Um, and Rob Gronkowski haven't done shit all season. What do you mean? Rob Gronkowski has been a beast this season. No! Wait, wait yes, he has! Alright, I'm he's, looking at his stats because this is... This he's is... been playing great for the Buccaneers lately, in my opinion. He really has oh been. Mike God. Evans has been an amazing threat in the red Bro. zone for the Buccaneers. No, it's only getting better. The Buccaneers have all these playmakers right now that can make one big play. That could change the whole entire outcome of the game. Yes, but the, the thing Saints is they're not making the plays. The Saints don't have that. All the Saints fucking have is Slant Boy. Who gets, and Alvin who, Kamara. Who gets, who gets 10 yards. And they yard have Alvin, Alvin Kamara. Kamara. Yeah, but is he going to get an 80-yard touchdown? No, he's not. He's not. What do you mean? He's no, be, the he Buccaneers have guys who will get now. one big play, changes the whole game. And also, their defense has, the, has, been, has forced the most turnovers in the, in the league. So and then, how come they didn't no, do it this past no. weekend? All right, they didn't do it this past weekend, but they still—they're still in first place in the league right now, tied for first. So the Buccaneers are a team who could, with one play, they could change the whole entire outcome to a game. They didn't do it this weekend. They did. All right, we get it. We Dude, get it. But they didn't do it against. Game. The, but did the Packers do that against the Buccaneers? But they didn't put they up didn't three points. It. They didn't do it. The Packers' defense is not good. It's not good at all. Dalvin Cook shredded. That Alvin Cook has shredded Dalvin every Cook team. Dalvin Cook put up like 200, not, okay, not he every He put up team. 200 yards against the Detroit Lions defense. That's the Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers. They have horrible run defenses. That's not impressive. Obviously, to put up 200 plus yards, yes, that's impressive, but considering the teams that he's going against is not the most impressive yeah, but he's thing. he's been doing I've... it all season, too. Look, look, hear me out. When it comes down to it, the Buccaneers are still the team to beat. Tom Brady still the goat. Bro, He's you're still... just Tom Brady. No, 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 no. When it comes down to it, the Buccaneers, if they play the Saints in the playoffs, they're beating the Saints. They're beating the Packers because Aaron Rodgers chokes every year in the NFC Conference Championship as well. The Buccaneers are the team to beat. Still, I don't care because that man, okay, Tom let me Brady, tell you let me tell you is a dangerous man. And you could say the same thing about Aaron Rodgers, but know what though? Tom Brady, I have so much confidence in that man. Because you've been fucking riding. Yeah, but guess what? I have so much confidence in him. The day you were born. He's winning the Super Bowl this year. Mark my word on it. Teams are allowed to have bad losses. It happens. This team is Ladies only. And gentlemen, no, 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 no. This team is only getting better because they're gonna get more familiar with each other. Tom Brady has been missing Chris Godwin half the season, and he just got Antonio Brown. Um, every NFC team who goes against this offense should be scared for their life right now. And that defense forces the Saints a lot of weren't, The Saints weren't. That's Guess for what? Sure. Guess what? I'm not worried about the fucking Saints. They'll probably fucking lose in the wild card round or some shit like that against, like, some bad team that they Dude, really should have They've literally gotten cheated out of the last three years. No, they have. So you're telling me they got cheated against the Vikings? I think okay. it's cheated against the Vikings. That one, that one was yeah. just unlucky. Yeah, look, the Rams but one. Yeah, the, the Rams one, they got but cheated you, out of. And, and, the Stephon, and then the Stephon Diggs one? How's that? And, how, no, how, okay, forget about that one. Forget about that one. That's, forget about that one. They're, they're idiots for that. That's Marcus Yeah, Hill, obviously, so. that's, that's the Saints a stupid tackle. Just don't have it. They're, they're just a team that will be, okay, we make it to the playoffs every year, but we can never make that's it like to the San Antonio Spurs. 
All right, so end of discussion. The Buccaneers are going to the Super Bowl. But M- mark my word, you so could write. So you don't think there's any. Down. You don't think there's any need to worry for Tampa Bay after this loss. No, you don't think there's no need to. No worry. need to worry. Teams have bad losses all the time like this. They're it, and I know Tom Brady. He is not gonna just let this loss bring his whole team down. He's gonna bounce know, back, man. and the Buccaneers. That team are, was looking pretty. And the Buccaneers are coming night. back better than ever. Mark my word. Who are they playing this weekend? Let's see. The Panthers. The Panthers. Caroline. You know what? I think this is going to be a week for them to build morale up. So it'll be interesting. They'll have to go against. But they have to go against CMC. Christian McCaffrey. But he's hurt. He, they're saying he's hurt. I, I, I think he'll be able to play. He might be questionable. I don't know. We'll see. He's questionable. He's listed as of right now. Because I, 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 I know at the end of the, like, towards the end of that game against the Chiefs. He, he, came he out. hurt his shoulder. Yeah. Um. So they're saying he's questionable. He might miss a couple of weeks there. Yeah. Which no. would be a that horrible good for the thing Buccaneers. For fantasy. Because I, I know you have him on your fantasy on, team. On one of them. On one of them. Yeah. Not, but not you know a, what? Not an hour week. Though. That's just that's has. It's gonna be interesting to see. All right, guys. So next topic that we're gonna be talking about that's pretty recent in the news is possible COVID vaccines. So just yesterday, um, Pfizer, the pharmaceutical company, came out and announced that, that they are working on producing a COVID vaccine that currently, uh, based on tests, has a 90% efficiency rate. So I just I wanted to talk to you about this because I a lot of people were saying that this was going to happen where like the election was going to happen and then yeah. a couple days later those, those people are fucking idiots they were going to come out with a yeah those, possible people, those people are fucking idiots okay, now to be honest i don't know how i feel about that because i just i don't i don't know i mean obviously like covid is a completely different strand that we've never seen before and i think I don't think it has anything to do with that. I just think that it kind of sucks because it's taking away from the success. Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously, like, to have a vaccine is a huge thing. Um, considering how much we have been affected by COVID-19. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Um, I think we are still, I think, a year away from... Having yeah, a... so just to like clear that up, so they said that the earliest that they can probably get it is by the next year, by the third quarter of next year, meaning after so... after June. Okay. At least, right? Yeah. So theoretically speaking, if that were to be correct, given the amount of time that it would take to distribute and they, get they, the vaccine out. They have to do so many tests. Like, yeah. It, so many people are going to have to be tested. And they are going to keep on doing this until they are. They have to be 100% confident in this vaccine that they're not going to fucking kill someone with this shit or possibly Yeah, hurt them I agree. With it. I mean, I think, like, it's going to... I don't know. Like, I feel like it's going to be a relief once it's out. But the thing is, I don't think... I don't think that we will know for sure just how effective this vaccine could we be. Won't. Because obviously there's long-term effects that we won't see for a while. And I think that that puts a lot of people 
like obviously like increases their nerves because like you don't know like we for all we know this could be a literal death note that if we take this vaccine and we could be dead in 10 years you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so it's like and and obviously that's the way with any vaccine but a lot of vaccines have been tested and have been put in trials and are fully proofed by now but the thing is like the question comes down to the fact are are people ready for it um, because i think we have to see exactly like you said there has to be more tests on on human subjects and like i'm sure there's plenty of people that are willing to do it yeah there there obviously there will be but because i i, I read the article and they said that they had 43,000 test subjects basically they split that group in half gave like the first half nothing and then the second half got like the the actual disease right and then of of those group like 60 people were the ones that they focused on and those 60 people 90% of them the vaccine worked on on them so i think that's huge though i think that's a huge breakthrough though it's 90% Ninety percent is not a hundred, but there take there's gonna t- it's gonna take a lot to get from ninety to a hundred percent. Also, to, keep uh, in mind it's sixty people. Ninety yeah. percent of sixty uh, look, is fifty four. Yeah, I, but um, ninety percent of three hundred fifty million mm-hmm. is so much. Uh, I'm more. I'm so much. Different. I'm sick of the like everyone talking about the vaccine. Um, how about we just be our government just be smart? How about we just do something where we just for two weeks straight we won't have anyone come enter our country or anyone leave the country. If you leave the country, you have to stay there. That's your choice. Right. Everyone has to stay quarantined. All stores, everything closed. I I know that would be bad for our economy, but for two weeks, imagine what would, like how much that would do for our country. That would save so many lives. It would the COVID cases world uh, countrywide would literally drop like half or like even more than that. I well, just like the thing is like we at Australia, right? So they had a big spike in August, um, right? And they banned people coming into their country. I'm pretty sure. And as of late November tenth, they had only ten positive COVID cases. Okay. And they've yeah. only had... They haven't even had a thousand here's, deaths in their country. Like Here's the issue with And that. then look at us. What the fuck are we doing? I, I, yeah, I know. And then people say like, oh, we won't have a normal life. How about just for two weeks? I, and, look, and obviously, it won't, it won't stop that, it totally, but it will... It will decre- definitely decrease it, it a lot. It will decrease it but a lot. But here's the issue with that. We are in a... We have an administration right now that do- is not taking this disease seriously, seriously. enough. And I'm going to be honest... I, I was looking at Biden's um, policies mm-hmm. for COVID, and I really like them. Yes. Mandatory mask. Look, I hate to have to wear the mask, but I've gotten to the point where it's like I would much rather wear a mask yeah. than, than go somewhere without one. A hundred percent. I think it's the most necessary thing. And yeah. as of right now, it's going to help so much because... I, I've been like watching YouTube videos and, and recently I watched a guy who traveled across the country mm-hmm. and in middle, like m- in the Midwest co- like, states, excuse me, mm-hmm. a lot of the states didn't even require people to wear masks. 
Yeah. And I think that shows where the problem is. Because there's people who are ignoring it, who are not following the guidelines, and those are the people that are hurting us. Because... Because they don't care. Exactly. And it's like, how do you not care when you're looking at it, and there's over a million cases by now, more than... I think, what is it, 200,000 deaths now uh, in the country? It, it's, yeah, it's more than that. But yeah, it's, it's not over 300,000. No, no, yeah, I know well, it's not. Eventually. It will. Eventually it will get there. But we have to sit here and understand. Yes, maybe it's not as deadly as the flu. But the flu, we know how to take care of it. Yeah, get a flu shot. COVID-19, we don't know how to take care of it. We don't. Well, we're, we're, we do know how to take care of it by now. But we need to say, look, yes, the fatality rate is very low. But still, still for me, it's like it's still, we have to sit here and say. There's still 239,000 people dying in our country. Exactly. And 239,000 families blaming the government because of this shit. You could, you could point. I'm not saying anything towards Trump, but you could point fingers at him. I, I think whatever, I, but what, that, that's but, the only but, direction to go. But though. you're entitled to whatever you want to believe in. But how, that exactly, of and course. How like, COVID got into this country. But yeah. But look, bottom line is this country needs to face the reality. COVID is a serious thing. Yeah. If you get it, quarantine. Yeah, you can see these stupid pro or like whatever protests or like whenever like Trump is having like um Oh yeah, his rally. his rallies. No one's no wearing one's masks, wear, like, and, and and he doesn't say shit about it. Like, what the but that's fuck? the thing: the conservatives don't care, and that's where the issue stems. Because there's literally so many people that just don't care, that just want to walk around without a mask, and literally, like last week, right? This past week, and I took my SAT. Mm-hmm. There was three kids that walked in that got told to leave because they didn't have masks. Really. Yes. Oh my god. What? Did they just forget them or like... No, they said, oh, why should I wear a mask? They literally said, why should we wear masks? That's hilarious. Oh my god. And I'm like, bro, literally, it says it on the... First of all, it says it on the SAT guidelines. When you go to take a test, you have to wear a mask. Dude, it's a fucking lifestyle now. You just know that. You should just know to wear it wherever you go. I'm like, how ridiculous is that? Because like, it's like... It's been how many months now over it's been seven or eight months now it's eight months coming up on eight months and people still don't know to wear a mask yep i remember in march when this when covid started to gain popularity immediately we started wearing masks yeah and it was like everyone was like oh buy masks buy masks buy masks and everywhere i went it was wearing a mask Mm mm-hmm whether it was maybe hanging out with a friend or it was going to shop right or something, it was always I was wearing a mask because I didn't want to get sick because at that point there was a lot of risk. Obviously now we know it, what it is. Yeah. We know that like it's not as fatal as we think, uh-huh. especially for people who are healthier. But the thing is, it doesn't matter, right? My friend got it two weeks ago. He's a very healthy kid. He exercises every day. And he got hit so hard by it. Yeah. Like, he didn't have to go to the hospital or anything. But literally, he was telling me, the past two weeks, he's been exhausted. Yeah, I bet. And it's like, one of those things where I'm like, look, I don't want that to happen to me. 
Mm-hmm. That's the last thing I need. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, and it's like, that's the last thing anyone should need. But the thing is, people don't understand that because they just think like, oh, they're going to get it and they're going to be fine. But mm-hmm. just because you don't die from it doesn't mean you won't feel like health effects from it. Yeah. It takes 40% of your lung capacity away. Mm-hmm. Going up a set a flight of stairs is going to be a task. Mm-hmm. Like, sad, I don't know, man. I think thing is, in this reality, more of those people are just not wearing masks. I don't. I don't want them to get it, obviously. But like, if they want, if these rates need to go down, they need to know how, how it feels. Yeah. They need to because it's like for me, it's like we know how it feels yeah. to really know. Like, okay, yeah, I gotta take this thing seriously now. Like in in September, right? I had a scare where we thought we got it because we came in very close contact to someone that did get it, mm-hmm. and we like isolated, and that was when we like kind of had our like first realization where it was like, okay, we have to have to take this seriously. Yeah. Like there is no excuses whatsoever. And I just think it's gotten to that point where it's like everyone needs to face the reality and just yeah. buckle down and say, All right, we're taking this seriously. No mm-hmm. more messing around. Everyone yeah. wear their masks and let's just get it done. Yeah. Uh I don't know. We'll see what happens with yeah. the vaccine. Uh hopefully we'll get it like in a year. But hopefully not longer than that, but like I, we don't know. We, no yeah, one I mean, knows it, I think you said it best. It's it's a lifestyle. Yeah, it's a lifestyle now, and we have to face that reality. Yes, it is. So moving on to our next topic, which is has to do with the NBA. So obviously, NBA draft coming up November. I believe what is it, twenty second or something like that. Uh, the NBA draft. Yeah. Uh, eighteenth. Eighteenth, excuse me. So we got a, we're about a week away. Who do you have as your top prospect going into this draft? Um, call me crazy. I would say Lamelo Ball. Um, let's go with it. So, look. Um, I think it was the best thing for Lamelo Ball to go overseas to uh, what was it Lithu- Lithuania? Lithuania, and then and then he came back and then he went to Australia. Australia, yeah. I think it was the best thing he could possibly do because, yeah, high school is important, but like. You're not playing top level there. He he was playing like really good like competitive players who are trying to maybe hopefully like earn a spot in the NBA maybe in their future maybe they're just staying overseas but like and he's doing this and when he was like in his junior year of high school, he's ready to like he's yeah. ready for this and uh, yeah. as you look um his first year overseas he struggled. A lot. You average like maybe like five or six points a game, but then the year after, and then the year after that, he really became like like he learned his identity as a player. He wasn't like he like learned. He made better, smarter decisions. He wasn't just a guy who was just okay. I'm just gonna go to the three point one and just chuck shots up. He didn't do that anymore. He gained muscle. He got taller. He's re- really tall. Now, yeah, I mean, point guard. Yeah, what is he? He's uh, he, he's like six, six seven. Eight. Six seven. Six seven. That's a that's big, tall. That's, that's tall a for guy. a point guard. Yeah. Um, he could drive very well. He still has an amazing, really good shot. I think something that, like, he could be like in the future a top ten shooter. Maybe Here's even all both. Like I'm just Here's saying. The thing. Who like, knows? I I I agree. Lamelo is a top prospect coming into this draft and, wait also i just want to note when i yeah. say that i don't think he's going first overall based on team names because i don't think the timberwolves would draft him because they have um d'angelo russell that's already. true and um, then same thing with the warriors because they have curry i just i don't know i need like 
I agree he has improved a lot in the past two years, but I think it comes down to character. I've, okay. I've seen so many, like, antics with this guy, and I just, I can't get over it. Like, the kid's all over the place. There's no doubt about it. And I think it, obviously, it sucks because it stems from his father who started all these antics several years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, in my opinion, I have to give it to James Wiseman, the center out of Memphis. I think I think coming into this draft, 7'1", 240 pounds, the kid is unstoppable in paint. I mean, for the portion of the NCAA basketball season that we saw this year, the kid was unstoppable. He He pushed the paint incredibly. I mean... It's just like you can't stop him. He has a seven foot five wingspan, and the kid can literally, like, stand up and touch the rim, basically. Yes. I mean, I, I just, I, I love this kid, and seeing this kid's highlights, I get so excited to see where he's gonna go. Now, here's the possibility: it's possible that he doesn't go number one, exactly like how you said with Lamelo Ball, because they in my opinion, Crow. I think. What? Because they because the Timberwolves have Carl Anthony Towns. There. Exactly, I I think they might go Anthony Edwards to try to give, um, D'Angelo Russell like a nice counterpart. To oh, it's the, the best. It's the, the front, best fit, and, and it matches what they need right now. Exactly, but, you know, because I think Jeff Teague is not getting it done right now. He's he's getting older. He's getting old. Yeah. He's not. He's not playing the same way he used to not back when he was in Atlanta. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I think it's it's gotten to the point where it's like, all right, Minnesota needs to face reality. They need to say, all right, we're gonna go out there. We're gonna get a nice shooting guard, so we so to give D'Angelo Russell a good counterpart in the yeah. backcourt. And mm-hmm. I think Anthony Edwards is the way to go. Yeah, I I see this kid being a very good player. I just I I agree though. I think James Wiseman. I I don't think. Anthony Edwards is the top prospect in the draft. I think it should be Edwards, Lamelo, Wiseman. That's that's my that's my top three right there. You think Lamelo is going to the Warriors? No, no, no. I'm saying like that's my top three prospects. Oh. But I think the way it's gonna end up going is so it's so who's so one is Minnesota. They'll take Edwards. Edwards. Two is. Warriors. Warriors. I think take, I think they might take Wiseman or I, they might take Lamelo. I, I they're not. I don't think they'll take Lamelo because it makes it makes no sense. I think Curry's still there for an, like a. I think Curry's gonna finish off his career. Yeah, exactly. There, to be honest. So it makes no sense. And so, also, they they're they're kind of in need for a center in my. That's opinion. true, actually. Yeah. So that's I think point. Wiseman. So they might go Wiseman, and, and then, then who has three? And then the Hornets. They need everything right now. So. They need everything. So they're they're definitely they might take Lamelo. Yeah, like but Terrier here's like a here's a. Here's a like rising story is the Thunder are looking to trade up to get possibly trade up to get LaMelo. Yeah, I, that no, that's a like a legitimate thing right now. I don't, I, I don't like that. So I'm a Thunder fan, so I don't know. The like only that. way that trade happens is if Chris Paul is involved. I that's guess. what I'm saying. They would have to give up Chris Paul. Look, I have no hope that Chris Paul is gonna be playing on my on this team next year. On the Thunder, you think he's gone? He's a gone. I think he. I think he's gone as of right now. I don't think. That, I don't see much shot that he stays. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, thinking about it, I'm like, I. I don't see him staying. I think he did his job with us this year. Like, mm-hmm. he he mentored Shea Gilgis Alexander and Dennis Schroeder to be incredible players. I think they're playing really well right now, and I think this season is going to be another great season for both of them, especially when they're both going to be starting and they're both going to. Like, 
do great things. But I I don't think Chris Paul stays with the Thunder. I think he moves on to another team. Yeah. I think possibly the Bucks, in my opinion, or even the Thun- uh excuse me, the Lakers. Knicks. Lakers. You think the Lakers? You think I I hear yeah, that's what I've heard as well, but I don't know. I I hear they're gonna make a, a big push for him. But it'll be interesting to see like how it all plays out. Yeah, um and just one more question to end this yeah. off. Um do you think any of these players uh the, the our our top three, Wiseman, Edwards and Ball, um, do you think any of them match the level of last year's top two in Zion Williamson and Ja Moran? To be honest, no. I yeah, I agree as well. Um, I think last year, I'm gonna be honest. I think last year was one of the deepest drafts I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I mean, just just looking at that top two straight off the bat. Those are two, Zion and those are John two, Moran. Those are two superstars. Yeah, I mean, okay. they had literally an immediate impact. Mm-hmm. I do. mean, we saw Zion turn the Pelicans around. Yeah. After right. being out until mid February with an injury. Mm-hmm. And John Morant, all year, he carried the Grizzlies. Yes, he did. I mean, they're, literally every single night, he was balling. And he just could not be stopped. You know what? I think, though, he he might have like that sophomore slump type of season this year, though. Okay. Because I feel like teams are going to figure out how to guard him. Because that's always what happens. I feel like all these like players that are so good, like teams just start looking at tape. You know, obviously in the season it's a lot more difficult, but they're going to start looking at tape. They're going to look over it. They're going to see how these players are being defended and what the flaws are. And I just think it's going to be a very different season for John Morant, but I th- I still think he's going to have a lot of good success with the Grizzlies. And I think the Grizzlies have a lot of young talent that are is going to develop really nicely around John Morant. And it'll be fun to see what they do within the next couple of years. I think they're definitely going to be a playoff contender. Just like they were this year. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. So, back to the news side of things. So, one thing that has been very prominent in the past several months is cancel culture. And in my honest opinion, I think it's complete bullshit. I think, obviously, there are certain cases like the Shane Dawson case. I don't know if you heard about that one where there were just a bunch of videos that came out on him. And just showing how bad of a person he was. But... In my opinion, I think that society has gotten just way too soft. Mm-hmm. I think we're starting to pick apart things way too much and it's hurting a lot of people because it's pretty clear to see from any angle that literally people are getting shit for the dumbest things. Yeah, like, um, this whole cancel shit is retarded. Um, people look for anything, anything they can to spot out anything negative, something that they don't like yeah. about someone, and they tear them up about it. It's so... Pathetic. I mean, yeah. It, it's so pathetic. Like... It really is. I, it, and that's just... Ugh, I hate it so much. I know. I, I, I completely agree. You know, if you go on YouTube, there's a channel called Drama Alert. It's pretty famous. They have, as of right now, 5.71 million subscribers. And I've been watching this channel for a while now. Um, They do, like, regular stories about, like, YouTube news and stuff like that mm-hmm. um their most recent episode literally the the title of the video is ace family emma chamberlain noah beck canceled yeah and <laughs> like i just i can't get over that because it, it it just goes to show how beyond ridiculous this cancel culture is because 
every week someone is getting canceled. Yep. And it's just getting to the point where I'm tired of it. I can't get over the fact that this is just ridiculous. Like no no one's safe anymore. Like literally, like obviously like there are so many people that see it as a joke, but there's a lot of people that are starting to pick apart the l- smallest things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, look, there are racial slurs out there that should not be used, that have been used against me, that have been used against plenty of people in the world. And I don't condone using racial slurs, but here's the thing. There are so many cases where people say innocent words that get taken out of context and yeah. put into a whole new light. Mm-hmm. It so all the time. Yeah, it does. And so like for me it's like I have to be like, wait. So what can I say now? Mm-hmm. Because every time I say something, I'm like I have to be careful because if I say the wrong thing, I'm going to get shit for it, but if I don't, like I'm still not going to know exactly what is wrong. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's it's a very confusing topic because there's, I mean, like like I said earlier, you know, there's cases like Shane Dawson where the guy's just an idiot and did stupid shit when he was younger mm-hmm. and should not be forgiven for it. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, there was literally a video of him mimicking, um, pleasuring himself to a picture of a 12-year-old. Yep. <laughs> which is just, it's, in my opinion, disgusting. is disgusting. It yeah, is. exactly. Like, it's completely perverted. Yep. But... There's so many cases where people have like one thing, one little thing that's taken from their past and dictates their future. Yeah, you could find uh and today you could find anything from someone's past. Like like yeah. literally anything. People have access to so much like media and, and so, shit yeah. like that now. Like, like literally you can look back at you could find so much stuff and it's just like I mean, it's just getting to the point where it's like a little ridiculous. And I'm tired of people doing that because, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to get to the point where people are going to be even afraid to talk. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's like, obviously on here, like, we're going to say whatever we want because that's just how we feel. But yeah. on any other platform, I'm sure there are people that are going to criticize others and say like, oh, why are you saying this? Why, you know, you shouldn't be saying that. That's like wrong to say. So, I don't know. It it really has to come down to just people understanding, like, it's okay to say certain things. Because there are words, exactly like I said earlier, that are offensive. That should not be used. That are very disrespectful to certain people. But there are also words that are everyday words that should not be monitored or censored. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Um... But like with this cancel shit, um, I under like, there's some cases where it's like okay, I understand that person deserves to get as much criticism as possible, like right. Shane Dawson, or you could go like Logan Paul when he took like a vi- when he was taking a video of someone yeah in the killed, suicide forest killed himself. I mean that was just a stupid, stupid, stupid mistake. And he like laughed about it and I was like, what, what the fuck? You yeah, sh- I mean I the guy was you, an idiot. Are you but kidding me? He faced himself. He. He definitely changed. Like, if you've watched his recent videos, you yeah, know, obviously. and it, I, I've been listening to his podcast as well, and I get a lot of like inspiration from him f- 
for like this podcast, but I think he does a great job and I think he did a great job of like fixing himself and redeeming his name. Um, and I think he's on the right track to be honest. Yeah. Um, but then there's other cases like where it's just, they say like the little shit that offends so many people and then it just comes back to backfire. Yep. And it's exactly. So you, you like, no one's safe anymore. You gotta like, be careful what you say because mm-hmm. you're not I, I guess like apparently you're not allowed to say anything that's sensitive to someone else anymore and it's and it exactly. sucks media sucks <laughs> yep it, it does really it does. does you have to be very careful so anyways moving on from that i want to ask you a very big question about nfl so back to football who's the who is your mvp candidate right now um okay so if this was last week, I would say Russell Wilson. That's but true. now, it's Patrick Mahomes. Um, wow. wow. Patrick Mahomes has had an amazing season so far, in my opinion. That's true. Um, he and, and this is the most important thing. Um, he's consistent. That's, yeah, he's been consistent that's every single week. He's put up a lot of points every week against his opponents. He's like what do you have last week? Like four touchdown passes. Then the week against two the Panthers, and then like the oh week, yeah, he had like, like four touchdown passes then, against the Panthers, and then the week prior he had, he had like five. five touchdown passes. He's staying very consistent right now. Yeah, definitely. He, um, I don't think there's any quarterback that's really not. I wouldn't say close, but like relatively close to um. I mean that's a legitimate thing to say. Like I, I just hear this out. He has twenty five passing touchdowns. And one interception. That ratio is twenty five to one. That's that's, that's insane. That's me. amazing. That's no. That's actually amazing. I mean, look. Like, this is this is this is his stats right now. Okay, this is his averages. Mm-hmm. Right, his average QBR is eighty two point seven. Which is or no, sorry, excuse me. That's not it. His average QBR is eighty four point eight, which is second in the league. Yep. He has twenty five touchdowns. Right, mm-hmm. exactly like you said which is 8th, and he has 2,687 yards. The pace that he's on right now, he's going to have an over 5,000-yard touchdown season. Mm-hmm. And if he keeps going, he's going to match that 50-touchdown season that he had his first year in the league. Yeah, he might, but they're at 9 games right now. Right. Uh, so... So, so they have well, seven. so but, but he, give or take a few. He could get close. He's definitely going to get close to it, though. I don't think um, there's any question about that. But here's the thing that separates him from all the other ones is that he's consistent. Uh, Russell Wilson has not been consistent the last few weeks. That's very Aaron true. Aaron Rodgers has not been consistent the past yeah. few weeks. You Tom, have to face the facts. Tom Brady has not been consistent the past few weeks. No, definitely. Josh Allen has not been consistent. So all these guys are here that I just listed, they're not... I, they should not be considered for MVP right now because they're not a quarterback. You know what? I completely agree with you. Um, um, I, I want to say something interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Go for it. Do you think it's possible a non-quarterback wins the MVP so award this year? I was about to say something about that because, okay. in my opinion, the league has gotten to a point where it's like only a quarterback can win MVP. Yeah. But I feel like if it were to happen, it would be Dalvin Cook, or Alvin Kamara. One of them. I don't know. I I feel like Alvin Kamara has just gone down, week after week. I haven't seen as much production of him from him 
as I would really like. And, you know, I'm just going to pull up his stats right now, just real quick. But he has great stats. He do, uh, look, I'm not going to deny he it. Like he a, does have really good like statistics scr- right now. He has like a thousand scrimmage yards right now. Um, But just in this past game, this past weekend, right, he, he didn't even lead the team in rush yards. Mm. It was Taysom Hill. Yeah. A Taysom Hill is a different breed. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but looking at looking at Alvin Kamara, right? So here's his his stats right now. He has ninety six rush attempts, only four hundred seventy one yards, which is half of what most other running backs have right now. Yeah, but he doesn't they, he doesn't run the ball as much. They, they okay, that's fair. He's a catching running back. He's a catching running yeah, back. Yeah, he's that's a receiving true. back. That's true. More, but doesn't matter like i just i don't see it enough from him I, I look no hear me out i i don't think he should win either but like he he's i think he like if he keeps having big performances he should be considered for it in my opinion and same with dalvin cook as well so yeah right i mean now, i think right now if it, it were if it were to go to a running back it would have to go to dalvin cook yeah i mean he literally he's lit up every single defense mm-hmm the past two weeks, he's put up over 35 points on fantasy. Yeah, Dalvin Cook has been averaging 122.6 rushing yards And just this game. weekend against Detroit defense, which, by the way, is not terrible. Yeah, and The run defense is pretty good. And he has 12 touchdowns. And yeah. 12 rushing touchdowns. And and he, a couple. And I know he has a couple and, receiving and touchdowns because he, he had one he, like he last has, week. He has one receiving touchdown. One receiving touchdown, which was two weeks ago against Green Bay. Yep. Which yeah, their secondary right. is pretty good, so I don't know how he ran through that. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I guess right now, so would we say Dalvin Cook is above, um, all those other quarterbacks that I listed like Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Aaron. I don't Rogers. know. I don't know if I can go I, out and I, say. I, that. I would say that because. Remember. Most valuable player, right? Right. It's not who's the best player in the league. That's true. It's, That's mo- it's true. who's most valuable to their team, and Dalvin Cook is, is winning games most. For them right now. He, yes, exactly. He so, won and, the Green Bay game for them. Yes, and he won the and he won this game for them. past weekend for them. He's the most valuable player to his team right now, out of all I, you players. Know what, I, agree. I I agree. I think it does. I you know what? Now that you make that point, I think you're right. I think it definitely. If it were to come down to that, I think it would be between Patrick Mahomes and Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook. Yes, 100%. You know, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm a little disappointed in Lamar, though. I really expected a lot more from him this season. I didn't. And you know what? <laughs> I think it comes down to what I said earlier with NBA and like John Morant. People learn how to cover. Yeah, because he, he hasn't even been totally effective running the football. Yeah, no, that's, not at all. That's his bread and butter right there. Exactly. And I think people learn, once they learn how to defend someone, it becomes very hard. It's mm-hmm. the same thing in baseball. Once you learn how to pitch to someone, you know, you, it's it's very different. Yeah. When Judge came into the league, he was hitting bombs every at-bat. But once but, people learned how to people learn how to, to him, pitch him, in, and, then they, and then they were throwing these low outside... Pitches. pitches and then so and then he's striking out every at that. So going back to the NFL, you know, it's kind of crazy to me that Patrick Mahomes is in his third season right now, and people still don't know how to cover him. No, you know, we saw the Raiders do it last year. No, no one's ever going to be able to stop him. Like I don't, I don't know. Man. I don't. I just 
there's not going to be a game at all like in the next five years where Patrick Mahomes doesn't put up more than 20 points because he's just You that, really think that? He's just that goddamn good, and he has the weapons. I mean, that's to, very to, that's to do very that. Likely, but, um, but yeah, let me, um, let me let me look at something because I want to see like how how many points he's been putting up for fantasy this year. He's been putting up a lot. I know, I know he has, but I'm just saying like, you want you want average. He okay. He put up. Let's put it this way, right? He put up twelve against Denver. Mm-hmm. That's his lowest right now. Yes. Every other game has been above 20 points. Yep. And that Denver game was a shitty game. It was in the snow where he couldn't really throw it too much. They were running the ball a lot. Yes. So I think we have to take that into consideration. Mm-hmm. He is currently averaging, right? Let's 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 give you the number right here. Uh, he is... Okay. Well, through nine weeks, he has 237 points. That is... That is twenty seven points on average. He, he's he uh he's position ranked number one, uh, which I'm not surprised about to be honest with you. Like I'm I'm just flat out not surprised about that. Yeah. So I think if if it had to go to anyone, it would be between him and Dalvin right now. Yep. And I just because it's the quarterback. I it's, think it's it, gonna go, it will to go to Patrick Mahomes. I agree. And I don't see that changing. Which sucks country. because it's like other position players. Are not getting enough credit. Yeah, it sucks, but, but you know what? That's how it's it's that's how it will be for a while, and I think that's how it will be forever. To be honest with mm. you, unless one year there's a standout defensive player, mm. you know. And to be honest, this year like there's a few standout, but I don't. I just don't think there's anyone near good enough to counteract the force that Patrick Holmes is putting up right now. You know what I'm saying? Agreed. 100%. Yep. So. Alright, so staying with football. Um, So the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. They are the best team in the NFL, standings-wise. They are undefeated, 8-0. They beat the Cowboys. That's true. Um, last week by a score of 24-19. Um, so let's look at the Steelers' upcoming schedule for their so second I half of the season. Right uh, so you got... It's... it's you want to say week, I got, they got the Jaguars, Bengals. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. The Bengals. Then the Jaguars. Then the Jaguars. Then the Ravens again. Mm-hmm. Then Washington. Then the Buffalo Bills. Then the Bengals again. Then the Colts and then the Browns to finish it off. Yes. All right. So I wanna I wanna ask you two different questions depending on your answer. Mm-hmm. Do you think based on the rest of their schedule, can they? Go undefeated. Well, no, not can they. Will they go undefeated? That that see that's a tough question because, so, looking at their previous schedule, right, the only legitimate teams that they have beaten are the Titans and the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Now we had this discussion last week, or sorry, not last week, but a couple weeks ago about whether the Steelers are legit. Yep. You said yes. I said no. Yep. Now looking at their upcoming schedule, I think Bengals, Jaguars, Washington, Bengals again, Colts, and Browns should be wins for them. Okay. I don't think they lose any of those games. But, I think the game against the Ravens and against the Bills are going to be a hard time for them. 
Okay. Uh, specifically the Bills, I think is gonna be the most difficult for them. Um, keep in mind though. Just as of today, Ben Roethlisberger was placed on the COVID nineteen reserve list. Now, here's the he, thing with he that. doesn't have he doesn't, he exactly, doesn't, have, he doesn't it, have it. But he has to be. But he can't. He was in he, he very could, close contact with. He, he could so um he so what for COVID protocol if you're in close contact with a player or someone else who has COVID, you um have you have to quarantine for five days and you have to get two negative tests. Is it five days or is it's, it two it, negative you, tests no, you, you, you have outside to, of 24 hours of each other? You have to be quarantined for five days. That's, I, that's, so, that's the new rule. Since it came out today, so, at least the earliest he can play is, is, sun, is he, Sunday. He, he can still play. He can right. still play, but without practice. Right. But you know what? I think that's not a big deal. I think he might be able to practice at his house a little bit. He might be able to stay a little warm. But I just... I. I don't know, like, I think regardless, it should be an easy win for Pittsburgh this upcoming Sunday against the Bengals. I think Joe Burrow has been doing well, but the thing is, I don't think he can, he can handle the pressure that this Steelers defense brings. Yeah. And I'm going to say it now, I think this Steelers defense is w- extremely underrated. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't talk about them. Oh, no, I, I think they're the best defense in the league, in my opinion. I think TJ Watt and... Marcus Dupree or um, uh, is it Marcus Bud, or Bud Dupree? Bud Dupree, sorry, I'm sorry. You're good. It's my fault. But Bud Dupree, those two guys on the edge are unstoppable. And they got Cameron Hayward and Stephon Tuitt. Yeah, and um, and the secondary is ridiculous with Minka Fitzpatrick, uh, Joe Hayden. Yeah, and Joe Hayden. Steve Nelson. Yeah, I mean Austin they've just proven to be very unstoppable this season, and yeah, they have their games where it's like they let up points, but you know. The offense is just always there to counteract that, mm-hmm. and I think that's huge for them. All right, uh, uh, yeah, I want I want an answer from you though. Okay. Yes or no? Will they go undefeated? Yes or no? No, they're not going to go undefeated. Who are they losing to? They're going to lose yes. in two weeks. They're going to lose to the Ravens. Ooh, okay. And in what is that week? That's week twelve. Fourteen, I believe. Right. The, oh, wait, no. 17. No, it's week 12, 14. Ravens. And then the Bills well, is week 12. And Bills and then week, week 14. Week 14, yes. That's sir. what I'm going to say. Bills week 14, they're going to lose again. Wow, okay. Um, so I think it's a, it's a, it's a, look, I'm not taking away from the season that they've had because they've had a phenomenal season thus far, but I just don't see it happening where they can go undefeated. Look, it's all, it's definitely possible. I'm not ruling them out for this, for this Ravens game. Okay. Because... In all honesty, it's very possible that they win against the Ravens, just as they did two weeks ago. But the 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 Bills game is where I'm like, I don't see it happening. Okay. Um, because Josh Allen against a Seahawks team, which has been unstoppable this year, went off. And yeah, that Seahawks defense is horrendous. It's the worst, or almost. The One worst of the worst the right now. Yeah. But the Bills' defense came in extremely clutch and bailed the the Bills out, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Because the Russell Wilson almost started catching fire. After after the second after the halftime he came out and he started catching fire, but you know, Bills took care of it and they were easily able to con- like contain them. I just I need to see I think I need to see them win against the Ravens 
that's when maybe I'll change my mind. All right, so... um, What about you? What do you think? All right, I have a bold prediction here. So, I don't think they're going undefeated. But, I think... All right, so let's look at their upcoming schedule. Mm-hmm. They're going to beat the Bengals at home right. this week. Yep. And the week after, at Jacksonville, they're going to win. Then on prime time against the Ravens, I think they win that game. Then at home against Washington, they win that game. Then at Buffalo, they win that game barely. And their first loss comes to Joey Burrow and wow. the Cincinnati Bengals on Monday Night Football. Um, and look, I look. It's 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 really bold to say that. Um, yeah, but know what though? I just think the Steelers would just have a bad loss. Look, uh, look. Uh, Cam Newton um, and that Panthers team in 2015, they were 14-0 in Week 16, and they were playing a Falcons team that was like was not anywhere near a playoff. I, I, I know we can't compare, but but they lost, and this is it couldn't happen. I think it's like, it's I, I, I really, I really it's like, like... Week 15, like at that point, a lot of teams are... I, no, I, 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 look, I think the Steelers need... I, I think the Steelers need to lose a game because I don't think... I don't like teams going 16-0 and 0 into the playoffs. Yeah, you definitely not because... Yes. And I, I, don't, I don't think it's good for a team because... Like, they don't know how to lose. Yes, they need to... Because they need to learn how to make adjustments because come playoff time, it's a whole entire different atmosphere. Anything can That's happen. True. And they're playing um, a lot better teams. Keep, keep exa- that in exactly. Mind, you know what I'm saying? And then I think they'll beat the Colts. And then I think they'll lose to the Browns the last week because they'll have nothing to play for. Because they'll That's have the number one seed locked up. So they're just going to be starting Mason Rudolph or someone like that. Yeah, And I all mean, their backups. So I have the Steelers going 14-2. and two. Uh, no, Number one seed in the AFC. No doubt. They'll lock up the bye. Yep. That... And I'll tell you this, number one seed, because the number two seed doesn't have that buy anymore because oh, yeah. of the new playoff exactly. format, so that that's huge. You I mean, here's the thing, though. Hear, hear me out on this one, though. What about the idea that people are even saying it might be eight teams in the playoffs? The, that, that's because um, if COVID... Yeah, because of COVID. COVID yeah, if games get canceled, that's why, but... But I don't that, think it's gonna happen. That, that, that I haven't would, seen many games. That that would never happen, even in a non-COVID season, because that would just be way too many teams, and yeah. and then the seventh and eighth seed, because yeah, like this is like a wildcard game. It's one game, and exactly. if you lose, you're out. There's no reason why a team like the eighth seed, of a team like that goes like eight and eight, should be able to have a chance. To yeah. win the Super Bowl. That's that's very fair. I don't. I that that's just, that's just stupid in my opinion. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't think the Steelers are going undefeated, but I think it's the best thing for them because they need to learn how to lose and they need to learn how once they get into the playoffs how they can make adjustments based on because if they're losing in a mid like mid game like they they've never been in that because like, yep. in that situation they so were they, they were against the Cowboys last week. They were, but, but they adjusted. Keep in mind, they did adjust. They, they did, did adjust, adjust. But and one, we all, but here I, we all thought that they were gonna get blown. That the Steelers were that, gonna that, blow the Cowboys out of the water. I just want to say that game was so scripted, from, uh, beginning to end. You, I, I only knew what was gonna happen. You knew that the Cowboys were just gonna blow it somehow, some way, and the Steelers were just gonna prevail at the very end. But everyone knew that was gonna season, happen. Though. Everyone knew that was gonna happen. It's just it, that like. Ah, uh, it's so annoying, but because yeah. I I I can't stand the Steelers, but they are a very good team. 
They are. Uh, I so yeah, I think they're going fourteen and two. Um, right. We'll we'll definitely see. But we will see. But I don't think they're the best team in the AFC right now. Yeah, I I mean I I agree with. That. I think the I Chiefs. I think I the think, Chiefs are the best the team Chiefs, in the AFC. I think the Chiefs will be the best team in the NFC for a while. In the, excuse me, in the AFC for a while. Mm-hmm. I don't see them unless they lose some of their weapons, but yes. I just don't see that changing whatsoever because it's just like they're too powerful. You know, like I don't they, think I mean, so. they, yep. They're eight and one. Yes, they had one loss to the Raiders. It's a sloppy game. They didn't play too well. Patrick Holmes wasn't on his best uh play, but you know what? I think that that's a game that we can all look past. And I'm starting to understand the the phrase of one bad game, mm-hmm. so, but, yeah, I mean we'll we'll see how the season plays out, and we'll we'll keep having these discussions as the weeks go on. Yep. So Justin, it's the end of episode five, guys. Thanks for tuning into our fifth episode. We're really happy with how we're going with this podcast. We've been yeah. doing a lot of work behind the scenes to make sure that we're promoting, that we're getting the listens up. Um, we appreciate you guys taking the time to come to the end of this episode. And really any episode, we always appreciate you guys listening full, the full length of the way. And it, it means a lot to us because, you know, your listens are very important. And, we, you know, if you guys ever have any opinions and, you know, we're also going to be start doing a, a, a viewer, a listener segment because we want we want to talk about what you guys want to hear. So on our Instagram at the deep dive. Please leave us suggestions in the comment section or on our story posts what you guys want to hear. So that way, when the episode, when we upload, you guys will get to hear about it and you guys will be more interested in what we're talking about. So like we said, guys, thanks for listening. Justin, anything else to say to the listeners? Uh, no, thank you guys a lot for tuning in. I would really appreciate appreciate you guys coming in every week and listening to us, listening yep. to Two Idiots talking about sports and culture but yeah we really appreciate it um and we'll see you guys next time peace out take care guys